Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 265. Fun fact, we are officially 100, 100 episodes away from 365, which is kind of a fun number. There's 365 days in a year, so maybe we... Ooh, I got it. Okay, check this out. For a whole year, we film like a small portion every day of an episode. I'm just kidding. That would be crazy though. Cause like every couple of like sentences, it would be me in a different shirt and like my hair would slowly be growing longer and longer. Uh, Ooh. And there's the twist. I don't shave or cut my hair for a full year and they just fully commit. No, I'm kidding. Um, Happy Wednesday, everybody. Today is July 12th, 2023. Sorry that we started like four minutes late. What happened was Kelsey and I got to chit-chatting and it was all good. It was all good. But I realized what time it was and I was like, oh, we still need to like talk about important show stuff. Then we had to pray and all that stuff. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. So I apologize for being four minutes late. Um, Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, If you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, go ahead and give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Uh, also, make sure to follow us, you guys. If you're on the TikTok or the Instagram, uh, make sure to follow us at Elijah Fire Show. That is at Elijah Fire Show, all one word. Follow us. We're posting, um, you know, we're posting reels, uh, revisiting fun, uh, fun episodes, fun little snippets, so you get like the little highlights. Um, a reminder about tomorrow's show: it is starting an hour and a half later. So it's going to be 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's tomorrow, Thursday, July 13th. Uh, we've got Mandy and Costin Woodhouse on again. Yay. We love Mandy. Yay. We love Costin. Yay. Uh, but we have to accommodate because they are in Adelaide, Australia. And uh, otherwise, it's super early in the morning for them. So we start an hour and a half later to accommodate them as much as we can still the morning for them still early for some people, but for them, no, they're ready to go. They always got their coffee, their coffee, their big coffee connoisseurs. So they've always got like fancy one time Mandy posted, sorry, I'm going, I'm kind of on like rabbit trail today. One time Mandy posted her coffee bar at home. And I was like, wow, that thing is like legit. Um, all, all different types of like, what kind of coffee do you want? And you had like all these different choices. So anyways, that's going to be at 3.30 Pacific time, um, 6.30 Eastern time tomorrow in the PM. So anyways, today we're going to be talking about very important subjects. Um, Over the course of the last couple of times that last few times that Kelsey has been on, she and I have been talking about a lot of different questions that people have, um, especially as like you know, you maybe get past that initial zeal of the Lord from just freshly, you know, freshly saved. And that can last a couple of years. And then you start, um, you know, maybe Satan starts coming in and telling you you're not saved, weird things like that. But also it's important to go, hey, reassure people, but also like have clearly defined lines of, hey, this is what is entailed in salvation. So we're going to be talking about that today. It's going to be really great. My guest today, you guys know her. 
She uh, is the host of Elijah Streams when Steve can't be there. And she does a, an amazing job. We love Kelsey. And she's a good friend of mine. Really value her friendship, her wisdom. She's great. Uh, she's also the founder of Marriage of the Lamb Ministries. Let's give it up for my guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Hey. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. We're yeah. hanging in there. Getting yeah. a little bit more sleep these days. So oh, good. that's been, that's, that's good news. Is that about normal? Like given your other two kids, like, is this around this time that you start getting a little more sleep? Yeah. Every, every baby is so different. I mean, they're all totally, um, unique and some sleep really early on and some, you know, they're take a little bit more time, but Luke's doing pretty good. He's been sleeping through the night, the past three nights. So me and Ryan, so funny, like before, you know, he goes to bed, we're like, okay, <laughs> let tonight be another great night, Luke. Like oh. it's funny. Cause as a mother, you try to like mimic, okay, why did they sleep through the night? Was it the certain type of pajama they were wearing? Retrace or your steps. Was, exactly. The was night. the air set to 70 or 72? Speaking of, we have a special delivery. Hey, bubbles. Oh, oh hey, hi. Oh, hey, hi, hi, Luke. <gasps> oh, so cool. Is hi, that? buddy. <laughs> he's like oh what's this microphone oh. i told i told ryan i said if he's up bring him in so we go say hi oh buddy oh, hi buddy he just got up from nap behold <laughs> he's like what is all this light yeah oh, he's like... so here's luke he's so he just got up from his nap and he's doing good you're sleeping a lot better so mommy's getting oh. more sleep Okay, say bye-bye. We're just going to come and say hi. Bye, bye, Luke. Bye. Bye, buddy. Okay, I told him, I said, if he's up, bring him in. So Love it. I can, everyone can say hi. But yeah, so he's been doing better. But it's funny because as parents, you're like, do I set the room to, was it at 70 or 71? And what time did he eat? It's just funny because you play all these situations in your head. And then as kids grow up, you kind of look back and you're like, I was like psycho at that point for yeah. trying to like because when, when you're not having the a yeah. perfect amount of sleep, your brain is kind of like, Ugh. but yeah, he's doing a, yeah. a lot better sleeping longer hours. We're getting into a routine. So that is all good news. Mm. Awesome. Well, that's good. Sleep is a good thing, Kelsey. So yes, it is. It it's is. amazing. Like what it does to you when you don't have enough sleep. You just, mm -hmm. yeah, not good. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I think it's a torture tactic where like you can't, you're yeah. not allowed to sleep, mm -hmm. but you know, shout out to every single parent and every single mom and dad who have gone through this or are going through this type of phase because it really is, I mean, it really is hard and not a lot of people talk about it because it's just expected to be, oh, everything is great and wonderful all the time. And you know, but to be honest, it's, you know, it's definitely hard. It's tolling and it's, you know, it's a lot of work to have children and especially in the the baby phase, it is a lot of work. And, you know, I don't know how people don't, how they do it without the Lord, hmm. because there's so many times where in any hard situation, you're just like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help me or Holy Spirit, help me figure out what to do because they can't talk yet. So they're crying. So why is it? 
what, what do they need? What do I need to do that they need? And, you know, just praying and talking to the Lord about it and relying on the Holy Spirit for help as a parent, you know, like, Hey, help me. What, what do I do now? Should I lay them down or keep them up or feed them or do like the Lord is, you know, our best friend. So Mm -hmm. to have him to talk to during all the times, I mean, it makes it so much easier as a parent to have someone to lean on. Of course, you have your spouse Mm -hmm. and your family and your friends, but also, you know, just to have God in those middle of the night times where, you know, you're just tired and you're exhausted and you need, you need the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's faithful to help me every time he's faithful to help me. And, you know, the Bible says, don't be anxious for every, for anything, but in every situation through prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, Philippians four, six. So whenever you're anxious, you always want to turn to prayer. You always want to turn to God because those anxious thoughts are going to come, but then it's, what do we do when they do come? So when the anxious comes, okay, what, what am I going to do with that thought? Am I going to continue to let it build and build? Or during that time, am I going to turn to God and I'm going to pray? Don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation through prayer and supplication, supplications, just requests, make your requests known unto God. So we're going to talk about prayer a little bit later too, but um, because now we'll get into a topic, Jeff, and I'm afraid we'll know we're never gonna, we won't get to our yeah. Because I instantly was thinking like of a million other things to say and and ask regarding that other thing, but you know what? We'll just we're gonna get there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get there today. <laughs> so Kelsey, am I truly saved? How can you tell if I'm saved? How can I tell if if, if I'm saved, how can, how can we tell what, what are the markers of the, anyways, answer the question. Am I truly saved Kelsey? Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think we see nowadays, I know a lot of you are going to say, yes, this is true. A lot of people claim to be, I'm a Christian. So, yeah. you know, circle your religion or fill in the bubble. Oh, Christian. Um, I think that's a lot of people's go-to answer is like, yeah, I mean, sure. I'm a Christian. We know that anyone can be saved because, um, getting saved is by faith alone in Jesus Christ. So first to be saved, we know that we confess Jesus as Lord. We believe in our hearts. We confess with our mouths and we know that Jesus, we know what he paid for. So if you hear the gospel, something about the gospel message grips onto your heart. So that's the first thing I want to say about coming to Christ is that you're hearing the gospel preached, which is Jesus Christ dying for your sin in your place for the wrong that you've done. He got on the cross living a perfect, sinless life. He decided to be the sacrifice sent from God for you because we all deserve the wrath of God. All of us, everyone was born into sin. We all deserve to be that person hanging on the cross. But Jesus came as the perfect spotless lamb to die for our sins. And the wrath of God was poured out upon Christ instead of upon us. Now we know in the old covenant that they would bring animals as a sacrifice and they would bring them to the priest. And they, that would be um, the sacrifice or the atonement for their sin. And if you, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I mean, imagine having animals in somewhere in your home, 
raising these animals, knowing that these innocent animals that have done nothing wrong, you're going to drag them to the temple and they are going to slaughter them in front of you with blood flowing out as a sacrifice because of your sin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all the time, these people had to, because of sin, because there has to be a blood payment for sin, sacrifice for sin co- to cover it. So they'd raise these animals, feed them every day, see them every day, bring them to the temple. They'd be slaughtered in front of them and watch as the blood spilled out. I mean, just the smell, the sounds, oh, all man. of that. I mean, think about like that. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that had to be a somber day. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, definitely. I mean, he he was anointed and appointed by God to do the job he was supposed to do. He knew about purification. He knew about atonement. And I mean, for, but for people to see that as the visual reminder, hey, this innocent lamb is dying because of your wickedness in your heart. And so we know Jesus was our lamb. He was our spotless lamb. So that old covenant is now passed away. We're into the new. And so the wrath of God was poured out upon Christ. And how do we know that um, God accepted Christ as the atonement? Well, he rose him, he, he raised him from the dead three days later. So we know God's approval was upon Christ because of the resurrection. And so now Christ is resurrected. He has brought us reconciliation with God. Now we're right with God. There's something about hearing the gospel. And when you hear it, you know there has to be a payment for my sin. There has to be, there ha- I, I can't live like this anymore. I can't, I don't want to be separate from God. I don't want to live the way I'm living. I'm sick of being selfish. I'm sick of doing the things I don't want to do, like Paul talks about in Romans 7. I'm sick of doing all of this. I, Lord, I need you. I need your help. And so anyone can be saved by confessing Christ and believing in their heart. But what happens when you've believed upon Christ, but you don't keep believing upon him? So you've believed upon him once. Maybe you heard the message of the gospel or someone pulled you to church and, or knocked on your door or whatever. And you just said, oh, sure, I'll, I'll accept Jesus in my heart because I don't want to go to hell. But there's no continual believing upon Jesus Christ. There's no relationship there. So what if your life is contradicting the Bible? What if how you live is contradictory mm. to the word of God? And so I want to bring us first to the first scripture we're going to go to is First uh, John 1, 5 through 7. And this is what it says. First John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message that we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So John says we lie if we do not live out the truth. So if you can sin with absolutely no remorse whatsoever. There is absolutely no remorse. There's no conviction. So let's just use the example of stealing. If you can go to a place 
and steal something from a place. And you can write it off in your head with no remorse whatsoever. Oh, well, you know, everyone was taking that. So I took one too. Well, yeah, but it's stealing. So instead of having remorse over sin, you have justification over sin. So there is no godly remorse. That's that's number one of how you need to look, you need to weigh your your relationship with God based off when you do sin, how you are convicted of that sin. So we know unbelievers are not convicted of sin. Unbelievers could care less what God thinks about their life. Unbelievers could care less about separating themselves from God or uh, separating themselves from the relationship with Jesus. That doesn't matter to them because they don't care about Jesus. They don't care about pleasing God. They're unbelievers. So if you yourself confess to be a believer, but you don't care about your relationship with God at all when you sin, you better start questioning your relationship with God. That's right. That's yeah. right there. A conviction that you should have in your heart right now as I'm talking to you. So mm-hmm. in first John 1 10, speaking of sin, because people say, oh, well, Christians don't sin. Okay. Well, in first John 1 10, it says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So Christians do sin, and that's why we need the Holy Ghost to come and convict us so we repent. See, the difference is Christians have repentance, and the blood of Jesus washes our sins. When Jesus died on the cross, his blood that was shed not only paid for every sin that has ever been committed up until him, but every sin that will ever be committed forever is paid for by the blood of the spotless lamb. Remember, they used to bring their offerings when they would sin? Well, he paid for it all. It's finished. Jesus said it's finished. Everything has been paid for, paid in full. Not one thing has not been paid for. But if there is no repentance on our part, then how can there be any washing or any cleaning of us if there's there's no repentance? So we have our minds renewed as we walk with Jesus. And I'm going to, I want to go back. Just, I want to hit on that again. I want to hit on the sin again, because there's people who, who claim, you know, no, I, I, I'm a Christian. No, I believe in Jesus. I, I a hundred percent believe in Jesus. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose again. And I know I, I believe in Jesus. And that is the end of their relationship with God, period. They can confidently say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me, and I believe he rose again. But there is absolutely no relationship. There is no godly living. There's only living for the flesh. There's no living in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no repentance. There's no remorse over sin. There's no conviction over sin. Um, And I read this from a theologian, and I I have to quote this because it's really, really good. So um, it was an expert excerpt on gotquestions.org. And um, they wrote it beautifully about the subject of being saved. So uh, the theologian says, Jesus said it's by our fruits that we're known as his disciples. Fruitless branches, professing believers who do not display the fruit of the spirit are cut off and thrown into the fire. Remember um, in John, it talks about the branches are cut cut off and thrown into the fire. Um, But the the ones that are um, producing, they get pruned. 
So genuine faith is not one that only believes in God, the demons themselves do that, but leads to open confession of sin and obedience to Christ's commands. Remember, we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, but our works should display the reality of our salvation. Genuine saving faith will always produce works. A faith that is perpetually without works is no faith at all and saves no one. If someone has no remorse over sin, are you obedient to God's word? Does your life show you love God rather than loving the world? Do you seek to remain pure and live holy unto the Lord? Would people around you say that you walk in the light? So I thought that that was such a, a, a great little paragraph to sum it up hmm. because you may be able to tell yourself and convince yourself through justification. Oh, I am, I know that I'm saved, but there is no fruit in your life hmm. whatsoever. And what they, what he means by fruit here is fruit of the spirit, which is found in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, um, faithfulness and self-control. So if, if there is no fruit coming from your walk with God, then we know the Bible says he takes the branches, he's going to throw them into the fire. And so before we move on to, to our next question, I want to say this. God knows your heart and God knows where you're at with him. And not everyone is at the exact same place. So there's some people who, you know, they got hurt by the church. And they walked away from God. They stopped reading their Bibles because they were hurt. And maybe they were lied to or something bad happened to them and they walked away. And But deep inside, they know that I, I love God. I love the Lord. I, I want to follow him. I want to serve him. But because they were abused or whatever, through the, they, it's hard for them. Mm -hmm. Now, we also give mercy and grace to people, understanding that everyone's on a different walk. So I'm not saying, you know, oh, these people are going to hell. Um, God knows he's the judge. But what I am saying is that if your heart does not desire to walk with God, follow his commands, talk to the Lord, seek him, know him by his word, when I when the Lord touched me and he and I I really got truly born again, because I said the prayer when I was young, I was eight years old. I was at a uh, Christian Bible camp. I gave my life to the Lord. I think my mom wrote it down um, in one of her pages of her Bible. I was eight years old. But was I, did I really know what I was doing at eight? No. No. I, I knew. Not like an adult does. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And I, I really didn't. I, you know, but as I grew up and as, you know, I definitely wasn't living for God. But again, did I have conviction when I wasn't living for God when I was in high school? No, I, I never had conviction over. I, was, I wasn't like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to be doing this. No, there, yeah. was, there was no conviction. I was a heathen. I was living in the world. I loved the world. Hmm. I loved everything in the world. I wanted the latest fashion. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to go to the best parties. I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to sleep around. I wanted to do all the things that you can think of, all the sins you can think of. I 
that is what my mind was consumed with. So we know that's an unbelieving mind that I had no remorse. And I can do, I could do all that. I could look my parents straight in the eye and lie right to their face in high school. Yeah. No, so no a lot of, problem. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like a lot of that, the open door to that for you was, yeah, you said yes to Jesus when you were young, but then when you get to, especially if you have, you, if your focus is on the world and that's where you, th you, you know, you're looking and you go, oh, well, they have things I can't have. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do that. And what, what happens with a lot of people, I feel is it becomes like sin management. It's like, I mm -hmm. can't, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Instead of going, fixing your gaze upon Jesus and actually pressing into him. So a good example for me would be like my relationship with my wife. I'm not sitting there going, oh my gosh, I hope I don't cheat on her today. Oh my gosh, I hope I don't <laughs> cheat on her. Oh my you gosh. not say that. <laughs> no, like that's not even on my mind. Like exactly. I love my wife. What can I do to emphasize that? How can I show I love her by what I do and how I behave and right. how I treat her? If it, let, right. Let's take, for those who aren't in a relationship, let's take a best friend you have, okay? Mm -hmm. super tight. Uh, and the same rules can apply to that of going, what can I do today to reemphasize and strengthen my relationship with them? Let's hang out, man. Let's game it up, bro. Let's go see a movie together, dog. You know, like there's all <laughs> these different things you can do, right. To, 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 and the same applies to a relationship with the Lord. Right. Yeah magnified by infinity. So yeah. 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 That's so true, Jeff. I mean, I, but I, I didn't, I did not care. Um, unlike, you know, how you just demonstrated so beautifully about like, Hey, I want to, I didn't want to at all. Like, um, so obviously I gave my heart to the Lord when I was young, but I, I didn't really understand. And I wasn't actively going to church and I, there was no relationship. I was never reading the Bible. I mean, I would say prayers at night with my mom, but my mom would, you know, I'd say them and it was kind of like this thing just, we did, but there was mm -hmm. my heart at that point, the salvation message, the gospel didn't mean anything to me. Let me just say that. So why that didn't mean anything to me. So if I were to hear the gospel, like, oh, wow, that's, Oh, I can't believe that. Like, wow. It's almost like a story, mm. but is it truly real to me? No, it wasn't. And obviously the actions of my life proved that that was not real to me. But once I genuinely got saved, my, my life changed. There was transformation in my life. I wanted to read the Bible. I wanted to know the Lord things automatically changed because I, I finally understood what Jesus had done for me and what love laid down his own life for his friends. What kind of love, I mean, and just who God is. I mean, the creator of everything knew every thought before I even thought it knows my whole life. I mean, the fact that he would save me, I was, I didn't even care about him. I didn't, I didn't want to love him. I didn't want to know him. The fact that he would save me is what love, how can you not love Jesus? I mean, he paid the ultimate price. And 
finally, I under, I understood that. And there was a connect. And when that connect happened, it affected areas of my life. Now, of course, there's processes of sanctification. And of course, you're going to fall away. I was a young age. I was 19 years old. So I was still really young and still still being tempted. Oh, yeah. And still being, you know, you're tempted a lot in those years, um, like college age years, really tempted, especially by the culture. Because that's when you're young and you're old enough to go out and drink and do all these things. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why Paul exhorts Timothy, run from all the lusts of the youth. Mm -hmm. Run away from that. Don't associate yourself with that. Don't love the world. We're told time and time again, don't love the world or anything in it. You know, because it's such a temptation. So anyways, you know. When you truly understand the gospel, something in you is changed and transformed. There is something that changes about you. So again, if you maybe said, I believe upon the Lord, but there has been no change and no transformation. And how can you tell? Well, everyone around you is basically going to be like, who are you? Like, they will notice people know he's a weirdo now yeah she's total jesus, jesus freak yeah um yeah. yeah definitely people notice um you're different yeah that's your family will notice your friends will notice mm-hmm. you're not the same person why because you've been born anew mm-hmm. you've been born anew the holy spirit has come inside of you you are now the temple of the holy spirit god dwells within you now You're not just an unbeliever without the Holy Ghost. You now have the Holy Ghost dwelling in your temple, convicting you of sin. The fruit of the Spirit is starting to grow on your trees. You have a different life. So I loved at the end when um, this theologian wrote, would people around you say that you walk in the light? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Because when we examine ourselves according to the word of God, which we need to do, you need to, you need to examine your life. Don't, don't live life and let your life go by and just live your life without examining yourself against the word of God, because we become disciplined and we, we are taught by the word of God. So if you've never sat down and this is really hard for a lot of people to do, especially if, um, You've never done it. I think maybe the first time is probably the hardest. But sitting down and really saying, okay, Lord, how much am I loving? How much am I showing patience? All the fruit of the Spirit, write them down, boom, 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 all nine of them. And next to them, one through ten, how well am I loving? How, How well do I have patience? How well do I have kindness? And this is not easy to do. But we all need to do it because you need to see the reality and you need to you need to let God come in and help you and he'll strengthen you in your weakness. So this is a good um, thing. Maybe you guys can do later tonight, like after this is over and maybe have some journaling time, like or next time you spend time with God and you're journaling or um, reading the word, just just write it down and just say, you know what, God, more than anything this year, I want to be like your son. I want to study the Lord and I want to be like him. And I want my life to be a witness unto Christ. I'm sick and tired of 
living for me. I'm sick and tired of living for the world. I'm sick and tired of pursuing and going after what the world wants me to go after. I don't want to do that anymore, God. I want to live consecrated unto you. I want to serve you with my life, with everything that I am, God. I want to serve you. Let today be that day that you make that decision. Don't don't go any longer. Today's the day for you to get right with God and and begin to seek him in a way that's real. Because like you, I know, Jeff, for you, when you really encounter the Lord in a very personal way, which for all of us is going to look different, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you know, when Jesus comes in the room, Mm -hmm. you know, when you know, because you, you become broken in a way that you can't be without him. Everything floods your mind of like, God, what am I even doing? Like, I'm just serving me. I'm just living for me. I'm, you know, not being a good wife. I'm not being a good mom. I'm not being a good friend. Like, God, help me. And something about sitting down and getting with the Lord like that and having a relationship with him, it's it's going to change you. I'm sorry. And there's people who, and maybe, and I don't want to say it's a religious spirit because that's used all the time. Like, oh, it's a religious spirit. Well, actually, I love the Bible and everything the Bible says. And if you say people that have that love the Bible and preach the Bible have a religious spirit, I'm sorry, you're wrong. They don't have a religious spirit. They love the Bible and they preach the word of God. And it's not a it's not a religious spirit, but it's just a hardening of the heart. So it's a stubborn, fleshly thing where we don't want to get vulnerable with God. Personally, I think, I don't think it's a religious spirit. I think that people, it's easy not to be like that. It's way easier to live your life and just do what you want to do and not be changed and transformed and not genuinely seek God. It's easier not to genuinely seek God because when you start to genuinely seek God, he starts dealing with you, like dealing with every part of your life and who you are. And that's not always easy. Because the Lord through the Holy Spirit's going to call you out in scripture and be like, that's you. And you're going to be like, yep, that is me. And um, anyways, there's just nothing better than seeking the Lord and really getting to know Jesus. Don't miss that in this, this lifetime before you go home. Hmm. Don't miss the times you can spend with him now. As you know, people think, oh, well, I'll be with him, you know, when he turns. Well, no, you can be with him now. You can sit and talk to him now. You can know him. What is true salvation? To know him. Mm-hmm. To know him. And if if that is not a desire in your heart to know him, then you need that. I would question your salvation again. I'm telling this, I'm telling you from a place of being born again. This is what it is to be born again. And I'm sure Jeff would would second what I'm saying and say, mm-hmm. yes, this is what it's like to be born again. Jeff, you can share maybe some of your story of when you, how how your life changed when you got born again. Yeah, well, I just remember, um, you know, because I shared before that I was raised Lutheran and then. Well, it was like non-denominational and then my dad got remarried and then we started going to uh, Lutheran church and that was where things tapered off, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm nothing against Lutherans. There might be some watching who knows, God bless you. Um, 
but um, that was when my family just stopped going to church altogether. And I, you know, at that point I wasn't really living a godly life, although it was interesting because it was never for me, I look at the opportunities presented to me during that, those years. Uh, so it was during high school where how old were you? My friends were definitely not living godly lives. I started seeing all of them starting to party and mess around with girls and all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was something inside of me, even though I would call myself Christian by name, but I, I, I mean, I know what was going on inside of me. I was not a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was not living a godly life in my thoughts, definitely. Uh, but um, there was something inside of me that was like, don't, do not follow them. Wherever your friends mm-hmm. are going, what they're doing, do not follow it. And the only thing I can the only thing that I could think of for me was that it was the Holy spirit and that the difference between them and me is that I listened. I listened to the call, the pull on my heart from the Lord. Um, and so I, I don't look at it as any, the only other thing that I can say, and I shared this on episode one of Elijah way back, but, um, so that was a long time ago, uh, two years ago, but, um, was when I was born, I was born six weeks early and my lungs didn't fully develop. I was a massive baby, but my lungs didn't fully develop. So I turned blue and they had to put me in this incubator. Mm. And, um, uh, and so, um, my dad was praying to the Lord and he said, I gave you my son. Now will you, will you give me yours? Um, there's something to that effect. And my dad said, yes. And then that's when I started improving. And so I also look at that as I'm like, not that I'm special or anything, but my dad did surrender. And it's interesting because as a result, especially when I came to the Lord, there were things, and this may happen in your family. Some of you guys might relate to this. There are certain things that God led me to do that completely offended the flesh of my of like my, my, my family, just because like mm-hmm. living as a missionary, like that mm-hmm. made people uncomfortable, you know, and right. um, it's not a popular thing. And, and um, that's, I, I, I really want to go down like a very long rabbit trail about another important value in terms of honoring your father and your mother. What do you do when you know what you're doing? What, what you, what God is leading you to do is the Lord, you know, it's the Lord but it offends mm-hmm. the flesh of your family. How do you honor your father and your mother during that process as well? That's a whole right. nother story, a whole nother topic. However, I'm, I'm writing it down for our next time. Yeah. Cause it's a really, I think it's a really important conversation because I think a lot of people can relate or loved ones, a spouse. How do you, yeah. Um, yep. that's a, that's a big topic and I don't have all the answers. So I'm like, Oh man, it's Lord. The Bible does. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. So anyways, um, when I, when I became a, a believer, I remember feeling the pull from the Lord very strongly. And then interestingly, my, f- so there was like my friend, my brother and myself all hung out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and we we're all different, differing ages, kind of within like three years of each other. Uh, but my friend got invited to youth group by one of his friends he went, then he invited us. And I was like, I don't want to go to a youth group, man. That's lame. <laughs> uh, and then my brother ended up going. And I remember 
this went on for a couple of weeks and they would come home and they would be so like different. I started to notice they were different and I was like, Oh man, I just know. Okay. I'll go. And it was like, I remember going to youth group and that I was 18. I just turned 18. And I remember it was like, Oh, this, this is what I've been looking for. Like, I remember like, God was so made himself self known, like so tangibly to me in that season where it was like, it just felt like massive acceleration. Like there was like this tension being pulled back, like on a slingshot. And it was just like pulling, pulling, pulling. And my resistance was actually that tension that was building like, no, no, no. And then I remember once I finally said, yes, God just launched me. Like it was just like, and I was so hungry for the word, like any second of the day, I wanted to read the Bible. So I was at school, I went to public school and I remember I was a library aide. So, cause it was nice. Cause you got to like go in there. I just needed a couple more credits. Get out of class. Senior, yeah. <laughs> and so I got to just hang out in the entryway to the library and just like sign out things. And they're like, hand out bookmarks to people. They have these bookmarks. So like, just like, <laughs> and then people, my friends are always come in. And so like, we'd talk, it was like a total like cush thing, but I remember I was so hungry for the word. So I would just sit there and I'd just read the word right there. Cause my, the, the two librarians were also Christians and they were, I'm sure they were old ladies and I'm sure they loved seeing this like young kid, like reading their Bible. So like, yeah, you can totally read your Bible. We don't care. And they would come up and talk to me about what I was reading and stuff. But anyways, people would always come in and I would get made fun of for reading my Bible. I didn't care. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm reading about persecution. They'll hate hate me because of you, you know, like, uh, and, uh, and I was just like, I was like so excited. Cause I wasn't, you know, but I was just like genuinely just loved the Lord. And, and so I remember for me, that was it. And it was just like, it's never stopped. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have that. It, I say the same thing about like a, a relationship. When you get into a relationship, people look at that. So you have like a honeymoon phase, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people look at that and when that fades away and that could take a couple of years sometimes especially mm-hmm. if you think you're chasing that emotional high and you uh you keep going to greater lengths to try and maintain and feed that emotional high so you're like you know right. oh okay I'll, I'll say i love her Ooh, i liked the i liked the twitter painted feelings i had okay i'll uh i'll do this okay now <laughs> i'm gonna propose i'm gonna rush the proposal because i'm i'm mm-hmm. feeling that dip and all of a sudden, now I think something's wrong. So I need to keep pushing it, pushing it. Okay, now we're going to expedite the marriage. Now we're going to expedite having kids because that's the next thing you do. Right. And, and people are right. afraid of allowing their relationship to change and grow deep. And that's the way it was for me with the Lord, where it's like, rather than looking at the Twitter-pated mountaintop experience as the thing my relationship with the Lord has grown deep and like really, really, really deep and expanded. And it doesn't mean you're not going to continue to have mountaintop experiences. You absolutely do. But you also go through hard things as Christians, right, Kelsey? Absolutely. And and so um, I, I just, I recognized that very quickly, actually, that there was nothing wrong with, you know, once the, the Twitter painted feeling, because it lasted, you know, I would say the bulk of my senior year and then into the summer uh, mm-hmm. is when I started to notice that, that, that change. Um, 
And I didn't look at it as a bad thing. I was like, I instantly felt this depth starting to grow, even though it wasn't like, whoa, like rocket fuel, you know, we'd all have those moments, you know, maybe you go to a conference and you're like, whoa, or you had a great encounter with the Lord one night and you're like, whoa, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, but again, fruit, fruit was the thing that was evident the whole time. There's this constant moving forward and not judging the speed in which you moved in a previous season to the speed you're moving. Sometimes God will have you slow down. He's like, hold on, we're going to slow down. I need you to learn something very, very important. And it may seem insignificant, but it's Mm -hmm. actually integral to what you're going to learn in the next season or what you're moving into in the next season. So, yeah, that's so good. And again, like Jeff said, he always saw he he saw the fruit continuing through his life and his walk with God. And same for me, I strayed, but yet I always had that conviction still there. So like yeah, even though so like I fell into temptation like so many of us, you know, have before and fell into temptation, but there would always be conviction. And it wasn't like it was before. Mm -hmm. So I would sin, um, fall into temptation, but there was no remorse could care less. Um, Mm -hmm. but this time when I would fall into sin, um, I, there was definitely remorse over that. And so I could tell the complete difference now that I think about it between before and after, Mm -hmm. and I'm not ever saying you're going to reach this level of perfection. There's, there's some teachings out there that sort of teach that um, you are going to be like this perfected person. And then once you are, you're going to do these greater works because you're perfected. And um, Paul, right before he, you know, went to Rome and then eventually, you know, um, was killed, you know, he says, I'm the worst sinner of them all in his writings. And so he constantly would humble himself and realize the closer you get to Christ, the more you realize what a wretched person you are. And our heart is wicked above all things, but we need the love of God to come into our heart. That's why we need Christ. Now, if I could be perfect, why would I need the blood of Jesus? Why would I need that to continue? The Bible says it continually cleanses us. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't need to be continually cleansed anymore if I somehow reached this state of perfection. Even Paul says, I've not yet obtained what I want to obtain. So you, yes, you strive to to reach um, holiness and know the word and live according to the word, obey his commands. Absolutely. Yes. Every day we all do that. We want to obey the Lord. That's my prayer to God every day. Lord, help me to obey your commands today. Mm-hmm. Let me love others. You know, those are the commands. I, I, I say, Lord, help me. But it's not this perfection. We're, we're not going to reach it until we see him and we become like him. And one day we yeah. will see him. We will become like him. We will be changed in an instant when we see him. Mm-hmm. But until that time, we're always going to look unto the Lord for everything. And you're you're going to see fruit in your life. Like Jeff said, there's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. There's going to be mountaintops. There's going to be valleys. 
There's going to be times where it's easy. There's going to be times where it's hard. Maybe there's a time where you get sick and then you start questioning things and you, God, I'm questioning why, what is going on and why, Lord, why, and what did I do? And on, <laughs> you know, cause that's the first thing we kind of ask, like, uh, did I do something? Uh-huh. Like, no, you were, you were around kids who have been coughing and now you're, <laughs> you're sick. You'll be healed in mm-hmm. a week. You're fine. Yeah. So anyways, but we, we ask those questions and, you know, we go through this life and we walk with the Lord and that's the beauty of walking with the Lord is that we grow and we mature. Mm-hmm. Um, we grow up and yeah. we don't, you know, we have spiritual meat instead of milk and it's the beauty of walking with God. But I'd say, you know, if you know Christians in your life that kind of say, oh, I'm a Christian, but there is absolutely no fruit evident in their life whatsoever. The the best way possible is always pray for them. So mm-hmm. always ask God to reveal to them, Lord, I ask that you would reveal that they're not serving you. God, I ask that you would pull on their hearts to know you. God, I ask, I give them to you, Lord. I ask that you would, you would draw them closer to your heart. You know, you always want to pray. And then what happens is you'll see God give you opportunities where they might come and talk to you and say something where you can open up and say, you know, share something from the word. Or like I read um, 1 John, you know, share something if the Lord leads you or there'll be conversations where you can kind of talk about growing in your love for God. Because the one thing I find is that when you have a true, genuine relationship with Jesus and someone asks you about it and you share from your heart how loving Jesus has changed your life. And it is, it is deep. Like what Jeff was saying, it is, Mm -hmm. it is so real to you. It's, it's, it's number one to you. When you share with someone, there's no way that's not going to touch their heart, especially if they're asking you, because when it's genuine, man, when you start talking about Jesus and you start talking about who he is and what he's done and how much he loves us, I mean, it can't, um, that, that wrecks me every time. I mean, my heart is like Mm. so vulnerable when people talk about that because he is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And when they can really hear of the truth about Jesus, you know, it, it convicts them. They get convicted of their sin and they want to know him. So just pray and ask God that for the people in your life that maybe claim to be saved, um, but don't have any fruit. You know, God, of course, is always the judge of their of their life, not you. Um, We're not condemning them to hell or anything like that. We're just um, giving you some signs maybe that you should be aware of. And this is, of course, for your own life, for you to self-examine. This is not for you to take this knowledge and go judge someone and say they're going to burn in hell. This is not why we're doing this. This is for self-examination. Yeah. Well, something that I want to hit on really quick, uh, this this is kind of the fun part about doing this show and doing it the way that we do it, which is very much allowing the Holy spirit to come in. We don't have like a very strict guideline rule outline of what we talk about um, is that God will recall stories that I hadn't thought of in like 15, 20 years, all of a sudden they pop into my head. So one that just popped in my head, cause I really feel like there are some people that need to be reassured of some seasons they're going in. And we've been talking a lot about how God speaks this week um, in different ways, unique ways. 
um, and also just different seasons and waiting and all that kind of stuff. But something that popped into my head was um, sometimes we look at uh, something we're going through and look, I'm going through this right now, just being fully transparent, but um, sometimes you can go through seasons where you feel like every single day you fail and you're faced with something that's really hard and you're mm -hmm. continuing, you feel like you're failing, but every single day you get up and you try again. It's like if any of you guys have worked out to exhaustion before where you're exhausting a muscle group and you just, no matter how hard you try, you cannot get another rep in. Um, and it feels like that. And every single day you go back to it and you do it over and over and over again, um, that that's okay. And the important thing is continuing to seek the Lord and continuing to, um, and maybe it's just that you felt like you could have done 80% or la yesterday you did what you felt like was a hundred percent. And then today you did like what feels like 65% and, but you gave it everything you had. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways, a friend of mine, um, she was, a she was in a, a semi-professional volleyball and she was talking to me about how um, their coach was really good and that he would do all these like really hardcore things. But one of the things he would do is he would make them for, for an extended period of time, he took them off of hard ground and he had mm -hmm. them, he had them um, play volleyball on sand and they would like try to jump up and it was super hard and they would do that for an extended period of time. And then he would take them off of sand and put them back on hard ground. She was like, I swear we could jump like six feet high. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and so that's what happens a lot of times. It's like, maybe you are in that season where you feel like you're, you're playing in sand and no matter how, and you know, that, that if you're on hard ground, you could jump a certain amount, but you're on sand. And it's just like, no matter how hard you try, you can't, you, you just can't jump as high as you know, you're usually able to. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the important thing is persistence and pushing and continuing to jump and continuing to jump and continuing to jump because there will be a day when God removes the sand and puts you back on hard ground. And you actually needed that training to be able to jump to a certain height in this next season that you're, you're approaching. And so let that be an encouragement to someone and it encourages me. Um, and the important thing is persistence, especially if God led you into a season and maybe it is a little right. bit more intense. Maybe it is a little bit more difficult, but the important thing is persistence and who, right. wh who or what are you fixing your gaze upon? Is it, is it See. money? Is it people? Is it, um, is it, um, you know, social media? What is it? Or is it Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because that's the goal is ultimately fixing your gaze upon him and yes. continuing to persist and continue to persist. So, yes, boom. That's a good word. And, you know, um, I also want to talk about in that time, you know, if the Lord's leading you into something like that, um, that Jess talking about, there's always going to be grace on you for that. And so I can give some examples, which is really, this might sound strange to some people, but hindsight in these seasons is hilarious, isn't it, Jeff? Like you look back and you had no idea what God was doing. And yeah. then you look back and it's so obvious what he was uh -huh. doing but when you're in it you have you literally have no clue at yeah, all and you're like next time i'm in it i'm gonna know and then you don't you know, it's, like... it's so true you you look at the times that you've 
or the things you've walked through, you look back and you see exactly what God was doing, but in it, you have no idea. So, Mm -hmm. um, I remember I was going to the gym. This was when my daughter Lily was young going to the gym and the gym was kind of like my ministry. So at the gym, the Lord would, I like to run on the treadmill. So the Lord, a good lot for of you, Kelsey, I could let, I know good Hate for running. me, right? Hate I running. could let my mind sort of like focus on the Lord because my mm-hmm. body was busy. Yeah. And um, so I just kind of like pray and, you know, um, seek the Lord and um, just think about different things with him. And that was kind of like my ministry training ground. And I could run a lot, um, many, many, many miles on the treadmill. And one day Lily broke her leg. So um, she was like, two, I think uh, two or two and a half. And so I couldn't go to the gym anymore because I was a stay at home mom. And I used to bring Lily with me to the gym. And so I couldn't anymore because she had broke her leg. So I had to carry her everywhere, like push her in the stroller. So what I started to do is I take, I, I took some time off running, like maybe a week or two just to take, to take care of her initially. Cause it's, you know, you got to do everything once they don't have a leg, you know, she couldn't put it, she couldn't bear any weight on it. Mm-hmm. So I, to- I started telling Ryan, you know what, I'm just going to go run outside because we had a trail near our house. So I'm just going to go run outside. Let me just tell you that the grace that was on me for the gym, this sounds so strange and I know it sounds strange, but it's, it's the truth. I could run five to 10 miles on the treadmill. I usually ran five to seven miles every day on the treadmill, which took me like an hour. Wow! And I would do that every day, go to the gym every day and do that. And I would minister to people at the gym. A lot of times I just talk to them and listen to them and like pray for them. But when I went to go run outside, which I could like run on the weekends and stuff. And I was fine. When I went to go run again, I could barely run like two miles without being exhausted. Hmm. And I was like, well, maybe if I get a treadmill, same thing. I could, I could not run the five to seven miles anymore. I was so, I, I was like, what happened to me? I can't, I know that God put a grace on me to run longer time and longer distance there because he was using me there at the gym for to pray for people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And once that stopped and I stopped going to the gym, that grace was like, and lifted off of me. Now, will some people say, well, what, what do you mean? The Holy spirit was in you and strengthening you and empowering you to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, he strengthened David. He strengthened Samson. Like, the Holy Spirit can give you strength and stamina and endurance. And I've heard one one person, um, I think it was Johnny Enlo maybe said the distance from like where David was tending the sheep to the camp where Goliath was, was like five miles or something. It was far away. And like he ran all the way there. So the Lord does give strength like that, um, believe it or not. But Elijah I, ran before uh, the chariot. That's yeah. right. Yes. So I believe that. I believe that the Lord had a grace on my life, even though it sounds strange, um, because it just all of a sudden it stopped and I could not run more than two. I mean, I was exhausted, Jeff. And I, my husband will laugh because I was like, I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, you know, and now I know I look back and I remember it finally clicked in my mind. And I was like, God, you were giving me that strength. That wasn't me and my natural ability that was you because you were using me for a specific reason there. Mm -hmm. And 
there was a time that I went through in life where before I went to bed every night, I mean, I was reading the word of God three hours easily, no question, every single night. Whoa. Looking up at the <laughs> clock. But it was easy. There wasn't, it was, I just, I'd look at the clock and actually it'd be like one in the morning. And I had been reading the word of God for like two and a half hours. And I'd look up and it'd be one in the morning. I was like, it felt like 10 minutes. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Because it's a grace on your life. It's something God is giving you. So when Jeff talks about this, there's a grace that comes with it too. You know, the people who say, I get up at 3 a.m. and I pray. Mm-hmm. And you think about that and you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. 3 a.m.? Like mm-hmm. what? Well, that's because there's a grace on certain people to do that for a certain time or purpose or whatever. So understand this as well that when God has you to do something or is bringing you into a time maybe of increased study or whatever, He will give you the grace to do it. If you feel exhausted, like exhausted, a lot of times maybe God is moving you on to something else and you're trying to stay what in where you were before and God's trying to move you on to something else. And so just take that for what it is and yeah. understand that it could be a transition time where that is starting to end and there's something else the Lord maybe wants to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, don't don't get really stressed out about it and be like, you know what? I'm waking up every day at three in the morning and I'm praying for like two hours and I've been doing it for three months and I don't feel any blah, 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 blah. And it's really hard and I always fall asleep, like always wake up and then just fall asleep reading my Bible and I'm not. Well, yeah, well, maybe because that's if you hear someone else is doing that and you just take it upon yourself to do it, like no one told me they were running and ministering at the gym. No one told me they were reading their Bible three hours before bed. Like I, I just did it without knowing even, you know, you don't even know. I'm sure you've Mm -hmm. been in those seasons too. Like when you would just read at the library and no one told you to do that. You just Mm -hmm. wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do do think that there are some times where like, okay, let's say you do get up at three in the morning to read and pray. Posture is also important. So if you're like, well, I get up and I read, but I always fall back asleep. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Well, I get up, I I wake up, but then I like lay in bed like this with my Bible. I'm like, how about... Here's just an idea. How about like get out of bed and like you can pace, you can walk, you maybe like mm-hmm. standing up and reading is better. Like if that is something that you really feel like the Lord is calling you to do, you know, cause it's like, you. I just don't want anybody to hear what Kelsey said and be like, I knew it. I am not supposed to, I heard God <laughs> wrong. And I'm like, no, hang on, hang on. You know, I think that it is important to like, well, if, if you can this, you to do something like take it seriously and, and right. really evaluate, if, if yeah, yeah, if he's asked you, that's right. If, if you heard someone else do it and you decided to take that on yourself, that's different. Now, if no one else, you've never heard anyone say they're doing some type of thing, and it's like you just know that you're supposed to do that, okay. But a lot of times, people hear certain people say, I do this and they want to do it too. 
and then it doesn't result in the same results or whatever. And then they get frustrated. And so maybe if, you know, you're waking up at 3 a.m. and that's really hard for you and you're falling asleep, try to change it from 3 a.m. to like before bed. So like before bed, um, do the things you're doing at 3 a.m. Yeah, or good. like just maybe change the time so that way you're still getting your time in with the Lord and instead of sleep or whatever, but you're also getting, you know, your sleep or whatever. So you just might have to like tweak the times. But mm. I want to say this too real quick because the Lord's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm. And that's something I want to emphasize because striving in the wrong way. So striving is, we, it's good. We talk about striving, you know, we strive to obtain godliness and we strive mm -hmm. in a good way, but then there's striving in like a bad way where it's all just works and like one plus one equals two. And so if I, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm going to do this and this, and it's going to get me that type thing. And that's a striving that I don't want you to get into. Because yeah. what happens is disappointment comes and then um, hope deferred comes and that makes the heart sick mm -hmm. because your hope deferred now because you had this expectation of God's going to do this and I have an expectation and then it doesn't happen and then we have hope deferred. And so go when you go to be with the Lord, don't put expectations, just if your expectation is I want to know him, that's awesome. That's a great expectation. I want to know him. That will be that will be given. But there are certain expectations I'm talking about, like, um, which we didn't get into today. We're going to talk about the spiritual gifts, but like, I want this gift or I want this experience or I want an open vision. Let's just say that. I want an experience, an open vision. Well, you're going in with this expectation that like, you're not going to tell God what to do. I mean, sorry, he's God almighty. You're, I mean, he knows the desires of your heart, but you're not going to tell him what to do. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So whenever you do seek the Lord, make sure that the motive is always pure in your heart. Like, yeah. I want to know his word and I want to know him through his word and want to pray. And I just want to spend time with the Lord. And if that is the heart's motive, you will be satisfied beyond measure every minute you spend with God, because there is this satisfaction that comes into your spirit, your soul, your whole being. There's nothing like, even if it's five minutes, there's nothing like being with the Lord. I mean, it's such a deep, um, it's nothing in the world can ever give it to you. Like you can't ever be satisfied in the way that spending time with the Lord does to your heart. It just, it changes you. It renews you. I mean, I know yeah. the Bible says that it's the sword of the spirit. It cuts away. It divides between soul and spirit. And I know that's what's happening. It's like this deep place within us that it just changes. It changes you. It transforms you. So with that motive going in That's to good. be with the Lord, you will never be disappointed and right. you'll never experience hope deferred. And yeah. you'll never start to be like, oh, this is like not happening or I don't know, I'm not getting where I want to get. Well, if you just want to know the Lord, you will always, he will always reveal himself. Mm -hmm. Even 
it doesn't matter. Just open your Bible. I mean, literally, Jesus is in every single book of the Bible, and he will reveal himself to you. As you seek him, you will find him. Yeah. Don't seek spiritual gifts. So don't good. seek mantles. Don't seek whatever else there is. Just seek the Lord to know him, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength and ask him to help you love your neighbor like you love yourself, live your life for God. And I'm telling you, there's a there's a joy that's within your heart that will begin to build. And that's what walking with God is all about. What is true mm-hmm. salvation all about? True salvation is all about trusting in God no matter what, mm-hmm. enduring, living every day with the Lord, communion with God every single day every single day, because whenever you feel anxious or whenever we need to trust him for everything every day, you know, that is what true salvation is. And that produces fruit in your life. And so let's just pray before we end, because I know it's already an hour and 10 minutes in. So I just, I want to, unless you want to add something, Jeff, go ahead. Oh, you know, I always want to add something. Uh, I know. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's not, there's nothing wrong with having a desire like, oh, I would love to go to heaven or I would love to see an angel. I have this fun game I do with God. I've actually never knowingly seen an angel with my own eyes. There are people that do. Uh, and I think I just think it would be cool. However, I'm never going to God and being like, all right, God, today's the day in Jesus name. You will show me. <laughs> You will show me an angel. Rub, but, rub the genie lamp. Right. But there is this fun thing I do with God, and I know he gets a kick out of it. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm always like, mm, and I'll open my eyes. I'm like, is he like, oh, is there an angel? You know, because I've had people like, oh, Jeff, you, know, you would know if there was an angel. I know, I know, I know, I know. But you would know. before or after like shows, they're like, oh, there's an angel behind you. I'm like, whoa, high five. What's up? Uh, you know, but, um, Look, it's okay to have that desire, but I never go to God with like, okay, you know, here are my terms for us spending time together is, oh, exactly. I I want this, you know, because it's like, it's like getting a sometimes gift from someone, you know, they give a loved one, they give you a gift and like, just cause, and you're like, oh, wow, that was really nice. I don't then expect that they're going to give me a just because gift every single time I see them. As a matter of fact, that is not every week. (laughs) That is not this. That is not the requirement for us hanging out. That's like the last, that'd be the last thing on my mind. The same applies to our relationship with God being with him to be with him because he is actually our source of strength. He is how we are renewed every single day. Reward that he's the prize, right? And it's like, I, I say like Psalm 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. That's not, oh, okay. He's the vending machine. The the spoiler alert is that he is the prize. He's the prize, you know, he's yes. the desire of our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what you realize the more you spend with him. So anything else that he does added bonus. Awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, the fact that he confirmed himself in this way, bonus. The fact right. that he brought this blessing bonus. You right, know, like right. I saw an angel bonus, you know, like all those right. things, you know, are bonuses, right. but they're not, they're not the thing. Like he's the thing. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And once you get what Jeff is saying, you're going to be free from so 
many weights, I think we put on ourselves just like, well, am I really a true believer if I've never had an angelic encounter? Like people ask themselves these questions, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know if I'm a true believer. I've never seen an angel and I've heard all these people that there's nowhere in the Bible that says you are not a believer unless you have some type of supernatural encounter. No, it says faith in Christ alone. And so what Jeff said is like, it's always for a reason. God reveals certain things at certain times and it Uh makes no one more special than anyone else. It's just a certain thing for a certain time. And I always refer, um, back when Jesus said, um, to Thomas, he said, more blessed are those who haven't seen me yet believe more blessed. And so I believe it's the same words today. More blessed are you who have not seen the Lord, but still believe. And it is by faith. We believe in Jesus. And so, um, let's just pray before we end. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, let me go to the comments. I don't know if I can even, I don't know if I can even see them. Yeah, yeah you I should can. be able to. Okay. I can see Facebook and YouTube comments. So let's have a couple people write in a prayer request. So we're just going to pray for some prayer requests today. Um, the ones that I see live that I can get to um, also um, after this prayer. So go ahead and start typing in any prayer requests that you have so me and Jeff can just agree with you in prayer before we end. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. So Father, we just love you so much. God, we're so thankful that you sent your one and only son. Lord, help us desire to know you more. Lord, let the beauty of who Jesus is be real to us. Lord, let all the wrong desires and all the fleshly desires in our life, God, let them fall to the side and let us run our race, God, with our eyes upon Jesus, that you would draw their hearts deeper into your son, deeper into your word. Lord, I pray that they would produce fruit as they serve you. And God, I pray today for those that maybe had some sort of conviction through the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray um, that they would repent. They would turn and they would seek you again. And God, just I ask that you forgive us, Lord, for those places in our lives where We've ignored you. We've ignored your leading, Lord. And we've kind of done our own thing or gone our own way. God, we want to please you in everything we do. God, every good work that we do, let it be unto your glory. God, let it be for you that you're our ultimate reward. You're the pearl of great price. You're the lily of the valley. Lord, you're the shepherd who watches the sheep. And God, not one will you let go astray without following them, Lord, and then celebrating when you bring them back on your shoulders. Jesus, let us see just how much you've done for us. And Lord, let us get to know the Holy Spirit, that he's our comforter, he's our friend. Lord, let us 
let us have relationship with the Holy Spirit, not necessarily um, that we just think, oh, he's, he's just, I don't know where he is. He's all over and not part of my life and doesn't care and doesn't listen. Know that we would understand that we are the temple and that he dwells within us and that he leads us and guides us into all truth, that he reveals Jesus. Mm-hmm. That he helps us when we know what we when we know uh, not what to pray. That he steps in and helps us as we pray, Lord. Father, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would become so real to those that are listening to this right now, God. Lord, I pray right now that you would just uh, touch bodies and heal infirmities, God. If people been dealing with any type of sickness, Father, I pray that you would raise them up, heal their bodies, Lord. Let them be made whole and healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for marriages right now mm. that are struggling, that are broken. God, that there's a disconnect. Father, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would come and you would uh, give them wisdom, God, where they need wisdom. Give them counsel where they need counsel. Lord, I pray that they would um, be able to forgive one another, move on and move forward with you in the center of their marriage. And Father, right now, we just pray. We just pray right now for Jackie's daughter, Lord, for her daughter-in-law, Lord, that there's um, some arguments and there's some um, what are normal in relationships, by the way, Lord, but with your help, uh, we're able to be peacemakers. So first of all, Jackie, I just, I want to say that with family, sometimes it's, it's, the most difficult. It's more difficult than with a friend or a coworker with family. It's, it's so difficult and we need the Lord. And so Lord, you know, the heart of Jackie, you know, the heart of her daughter-in-law. And so father, I just pray that through the Holy spirit, you would give them power, Holy spirit to resist what the tongue naturally wants to say, and that they would have grace for one another They would have mercy for one another. Lord, they would forgive one another. And Father, I ask that you help to build that relationship. Build that relationship in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Janet said, uh, ears healed of tinnitus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just pray for stillness in the ears in jesus name tinnitus ear ringing go in jesus name thank you jesus yeah we just speak peace to your ear Mm -hmm. lord we thank you right now we thank you right now for clear ears Mm that all ringing would stop in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your shalom peace in Jesus' mighty name. So we pray for Sam right now, who's in the hospital sedated. Father, we just pray right now that you would heal Sam's body. Lord, you know exactly what's going on with him, exactly what's wrong. And Father, we just ask that you would raise him up out of that hospital bed. 
God, that all complications, all problems and issues with his body, Lord, we ask that you would touch it and you would heal it in Jesus' name. Lord, you would bring life to him right now in his hospital room in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. If there's anything else, Jeff, you see, you can go ahead and pray too. Is Wade is Wade your da your dad? Did he comment? Wade Snyder. Yeah. yeah he's got uh, yet. less knee pain. Uh, in Praying his, for less in knee pain. Left knee. Oh yeah, we've prayed for for dad's knee many many times. We've seen people's knees get like full on healed. So on this uh, on these streams before. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So look, yeah, we just so looked up just... Wade's Wade's knee. God, that you would heal everything that needs to be healed in Jesus' yes, name, Lord. that the knee would be strengthened, pain go yes. now yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes, we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Pain in the hip. Mm. So just put wherever your pain is, if anyone has pain on here, we're just going to ask the Lord to touch. So just put your hand wherever that pain is. Yeah. And so, Father, you know already each and every one of your children. So, Father, we just pray for all the pain in the bodies right now that it would leave. Father, that your healing would flow into each and every part, God, that's that's dealing with pain or stiffness or soreness, God. We just thank you that you're the healer and we thank you that you've purchased our healing. God, we trust you for this. We believe you for this, Lord. We just come into agreement right now, Lord, all of us together. We come into agreement right now, Lord, yes. and we ask that you would touch bodies. You would heal bodies by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, let the Holy Spirit begin to flow into each and every body listening right now. Mm -hmm. Lord, touching and healing bodies. God, all pain leaving bodies right now. And we bless you for it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. We mm -hmm. pray for Sherry David's uh, son. Lord, you know what's going on there, and we just pray for him, God. Lord, we pray for his, uh, his soul. Lord, we pray for strength inside of him. Um, God, you know what's going on with that situation. You know what's, um, what's happening within her son. So, Lord, we just lift him up to you, and we ask that you would have um, your perfect will and your perfect plan be done in his life. Lord, and we thank you, God, that you draw everyone onto yourself, Lord. You, you, you loved us first. That's why we love you. So, Father, we know that you love him. God, we pray that you would pull him closer. And, Lord, that you would even bring people around him, God, um, that would testify of your goodness. Lord, we ask that you change his life, touch his life in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Chief. Yeah, I've just I've been seeing like mental issues in the chat. Um, but I just felt like there's a very, uh, more to it. Um, obviously, there's chemical imbalances, uh, but also just people being plagued by fear. Uh, it could be a result of black mold uh, with some people. Um, I know someone 
walking through that right now. Um, so God, I just pray for sound mindedness in Jesus name. And thank you that we have the promise that especially those who are being gripped by fear right now, um, that God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So I just command mm -hmm. that anxiety and that fear to go in the name of Jesus. Be still, mind. Mm -hmm. yes. We just pray for healing over people dealing with severe mental illness. God, that, God, that you would meet them and that no mental illness is too big for you. That yes. you can bring healing to that. So we command... Yeah those minds to be set right in Jesus name. I pray for peace in people's yes, thoughts Lord. in yes, Jesus Lord. name, calm stillness in Jesus name. And we pray for people that are struggling Lord in their minds too. Um, yeah. Father, we just pray that you would lead them to seek out um, for help as well, because a lot of times it's a silent struggle. And if there was just someone to talk to, um, it would resolve a lot of those thoughts in their heads. So God, I just pray that um, you would lead them in the right direction. I also pray, Lord, that um, you would convict them to guard their eyes and their ears yeah. of what they're seeing and what they're hearing. Lord, um, that you would just begin to convict them of that, God. Yeah. Um, there's certain shows. Um, it's like, I don't know if it's like horror or what, but um, it's like Netflix horror shows or something. That is, you need to guard your eyes from that because that is having a big influence on um, your mental state. So, mm. Father, I just pray. Um, that they would resist that temptation to watch that God and that they would understand that um, they, they are the body of um, the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within them and that the eyes are the windows of the soul. And so, Lord, I just pray um, a washing over their eyes, a washing over their ears. Yeah. Um, God, that and you would just clean out um, all of that stuff, all of those, those, uh, patterns of thoughts from that in their head right now, Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. So Bryant Smith got in a terrible accident and had brain surgery this morning. Please pray and agree, complete healing restoration for him and his family. Yeah, definitely. So father, we just lift up Bryant Smith to you, Lord, um, who just has gone through brain surgery, God. We thank you that the surgery um, was a success. Father, we ask that there would be no swelling of the brain. Uh, Father, we ask that all of that would be circulated through his body, God, that there would be no complications. Father, that there would be um, successful healing. God, that it would be quick healing, Lord. And Father, we just pray that through this accident, you know, all things work together for the good, for those who love God. So this is horrible, God. But when they'll look back, Lord, they'll see your faithfulness and that he's even alive um, to this day, Lord, is by your grace. So Father, we thank you for his life. 
that his, he's alive, his heart is still beating. And God, we know that you're going to complete something in his life because he's still here. Yeah. God, we know that you're not done working in his life. You're not done with him, Lord. And so, Father, um, we just also pray, pray peace for the family. Lord, when families go through this, it's like they're, they're going through the accident, too. So, Lord, we just pray for uh, peace and rest yes. in the home. Yeah. And we pray, Lord, in the hospital room that um, your presence would be there with him, God, that he would never feel alone. That, Lord, he would always have um, a knowing that you're right there with him, Lord. And we thank you for the um, testimonies that are going to come come out of this whole entire thing, that this um, Brian's life is so precious to you, God, and so precious to everyone around him. And Lord, we thank you for sparing it. And Father, we, we just agree right now with Joshua and that there'll be total healing and restoration for him and his family in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the pain has left my hip and I'm sitting comfortably. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. That's awesome news. Thank you, Jesus. Go on and go on and praise him. He's worthy. Amen. Mm, and with Alyssa, I just pray as she's saying uh, godly community and friendships. I know it's coming. And um, yeah, we just agree with you, Alyssa. Uh, God is going to bring those those people, those people that you feel like you can really run with, that you can share your burdens with you can you can uh talk freely with about what's going on um and so we just pray for mentorship too um uh, for yeah. Alyssa, that uh, you would bring a spiritual father spiritual mother alongside her um to really help her walk through this you want people to run this race well and it's important to be in community with those so god that you would reveal those places those avenues she's supposed to go down um in faith. Yes, Lord. So for decades and decades of struggle, always in spiritual warfare. So for Abram, so this is what I want to say about that. I want to say for decades and decades of spiritual warfare, um, struggling, I just want to say cast all of your cares and your burdens upon Christ because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when things aren't going exactly um, the way we envision or we want them to go, it's easy for us to, as Christians to instantly be like, Oh my gosh, this is spiritual warfare. This, and we take on, now this is not a rebuke at all or anything. I've done this too. So many times I'm just saying of what I've walked through and learned is I would take on this thing saying it was spiritual warfare. And you know what? It got twice as heavy as it was before mm -hmm. because I would take it on as spiritual warfare when really it was just because we live in a fallen world and life sucks sometimes. And I was like, oh, this is the devil. And everything was that. And I realized it made it worse when I thought like that. And so what I started doing is when something not, awesome would happen. I would say, well, Lord, I'm giving this to you. And 
I, I wrote a post the other day on Facebook. When you're living through a season of struggle or a life of struggle, or maybe every day you struggle and that is your life, I want you to focus on doing the next right thing. Mm. So what is today that you can do the next right thing? And that's what I want you to live by. When things are not going your way, I want you to do the next right thing and just focus on that. What is the next thing, the, the next right thing I can do? Don't think about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. And just cast your cares upon the Lord. He cares for you. Do the next thing that's in front of you that day and just focus on that. And know that not everything is always spiritual warfare, even though it kind of seems like that. Just cast those uh, cares unto the Lord and you'll see that who the sun sets free is free indeed. We resist the devil and he flees from us. So if he's never fleeing, he's always there. There's a reason he's not fleeing. So if you're resisting, he's going to flee. Sometimes things happen. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe someone bumped into your car. Oh, it's, you know, well, maybe you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. It was an accident, you know, like, so again, just cast all your cares onto the Lord. Um, and each day I want you to just focus, okay, what can I do um, that's pleasing unto the Lord for today? Don't, don't get anxiety and worry. And if you do, hey, pray, give it to God right away. Mm -hmm. As soon as it comes, the sooner you can offload it, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, I, uh, I I was just reminded of this. Um, I I really feel like there's someone, um, a, a man specifically, fifties, sixties, somewhere around there, who um, you've been keeping a lot to yourself, and very heavy burdens, and you have a hard time opening up to people. And I just want to let you know, because I know God has been speaking to you about this. So this is going to bring conviction. Um, God is wants you to know that if you step out, because there are some people in your life that you know you could turn to and, and, and confess these things. Um, maybe you're just going through really hard things. It could be struggling with thoughts. It could be, um, financial stuff. I don't know what it is. The Lord's not showing me, but you'll know what it is. If you step out, he is going to be with you. He is going to give you the strength. And actually it's going to bring the relief that you are longing for mm -hmm. because you're actually going to be able to share this burden with someone else. It's too big for you to handle on your own. Don't think you're being a tough guy. You're being a man by, by shouldering this burden by yourself. Don't do that. It's a waste of time, guys. Sometimes we have a tendency to go the lone wolf thing. If you step out, God will be with you. And he's actually encouraging you to step out and confess. This is a big deal. Okay. Like ha that actually is being a man is admitting mm -hmm. when it's too much rather than allowing everything to kind of just burst um, when it's kind of too late. Uh, and we don't want that. So have courage, man. God is with you. I just pray for this guy, whoever it is. It could be a couple of guys. Um, to have the courage to step out and say, I'm struggling. Will you pray with me? Here's what's been going on. 
to have yeah. the courage, Lord. Um, and I just thank you for the victory that that's bringing. Even now you're oh, touching Lord. people, um, that the victory that that's going to bring to say, Hey, I'm struggling. This is hard right now. Um, and Lord, I just thank you for the pe the people in their lives that are coming alongside them, that are going to come alongside them to help them bear this burden and that the, the freedom it's going to bring and how light things are going to be. Um, mm. I just thank you for that. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And I have a word for Bonnie Martin. Um, definitely going to pray for Riley Jean. Um, but I just, I see you, um, like in a little, in a room, making a bed and doing all the chores around the house. And I feel like the Lord is saying to you, you know, you think you're kind of like a Martha where it's like, you know, Martha, Martha, you know, always doing all the things and I'm always doing all the things and, you know, no one's here to help me. And it's, it's kind of like that type of, of mentality, but really the Lord shows me you're a Mary. And your heart is sitting at the Lord's feet. So the Lord says, your trust doesn't waver in him. You trust him in the hard times and you sit at his feet with who you are, not actually, but with who you are, you sit at his feet and the oil you break upon him. So the costly perfume, you've taken that costly perfume, which is really stored in your heart and it's stored up and it's costly because you've been through trauma, betrayal, hard times, and that oil has been cultivated in those times that were hard. Mm -hmm. And instead of keeping that and being a victim and keeping that oil, that heart that's been cultivated through the stomping of the grapes, the hard times, you've decided to break that open over the Lord. And so know that even though you have to do all the things, you are doing all the things. Um, and yes, it's true. No one's going to step in and do that all for you. As you do all the things, the Lord sees you at his feet mm -hmm. and the Lord has received the oil, the beautiful oil that you've poured upon him. And it's like sweet incense that raises unto him. You know, that's like our prayers is, is sweet incense and your dependence upon the Lord really moves his heart. So just know that you're, you're pleasing God, even though life sometimes can be hard. And I, I want to pray over your Riley Jean. So father, we just pray for Riley we pray for healing over her body um, in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask for grace for Bonnie and all the times it's hard and all the times it's difficult and there's you just at times you want to give up. But God, we just pray for strength in her inner being. Yeah. And Lord, we thank you for her beautiful um, oil, Lord, that she stored up for you. God, mm -hmm. we thank you for her heart that's devoted unto you, Lord. And we ask that you would be her husband. You would be her strength. You would be her healer. You would be her leader, her guide, her shepherd. Lord, that in all things, she would see you. Yeah. And every day she would continue to trust you. And God, I, I ask um, specifically for her, Lord. I don't know how this is going to work, but God, I just ask that there would maybe be a couple days. Um, 
where she could have to herself, Lord, um, a couple, a couple days to get away, um, just have some time to herself, Lord, and that she could, um, just be with you, God. I pray refreshing over her, Lord, that, uh, you would make an opportunity available for her to do that. Mm. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Bonnie, God sees you. Amen. He sees you. Yes, he does. Definitely. Mm. Very pleasing to the Lord. Beautiful heart. Yeah, for those who are dealing with addictions to porn. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just going to pray right now. Um, Father, I just thank you that looking at you and looking unto you, Jesus, and spending time with you, it changes us. God, in that our fallen nature wants to sin. Our fallen man wants to give in to the temptation so bad. But God, when we look to you, something deep inside of us is changed, is renewed. So, Father, I just pray that when temptation comes, he would resist the devil. Father, I pray that when temptation comes, he would keep his gaze and his eyes fixed upon Jesus. Lord, let his relationship with you become more real than any type of uh, addiction uh, that he's dealing with. And anyone else listening to this, Lord, that's struggling with this. Father, we just pray that when temptation comes, Lord, you would be their strength. Holy Spirit, I pray you would rise up within them, Lord, and you would help them resist the devil. Lord, also you would bring them to genuine repentance where they're broken over this sin. Lord, let them be so broken, so convicted over this sin, God, that they're finally done once and for all. They're done. Lord, let that be so today. God, grant that for them, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I know we'll go a while, Jeff. We better yeah. go. Yeah, we, <laughs> we could. Yeah, we certainly could. Um, God bless you guys. I just, yeah. I know I said this yesterday or the day before i can't remember i do read the comments i don't always get to to respond sometimes people say things i'm like oh that's really good but we're like in a flow me and the guests are in a flow but i just i really do care about you guys and i'm always so blessed when you guys write not that i'm saying like write me everybody i mean you can but i just i want to let you know that i just really appreciate all you guys so i see you guys <laughs> yeah definitely yeah uh Aaron God loves you man he really loves you and I just always feel like such a delight when I see your name you know you're yeah. you respond to something or heart something or whatever and I'm just like man God just loves you man he just loves your heart so yeah um, yeah you're such an encourager Aaron oh yeah big time you're such a huge encourager yeah. and you know because you have that you know that's that's a gift is the gift of encouragement Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have that gift so evident on your life and God really um, uses that gift unto his glory. And, you know, the thing is, is when 
you know, I know it's pure because when you share your encouragement, I always feel like it's the Lord through you. Mm. So, I mean, it's Romans 12, eight, it's the gift of encouragement. And, um, I'd say to, to continue letting, um, the Lord use you in that. And sometimes when you're an encourager, you need encouragement yourself. Yeah. And you feel like, because oh, you give out a lot as an encourager, because I'm an encourager too. I love mm. to encourage people. So you give out a lot. And because you carry joy, you carry joy and the gift of encouragement. They usually go hand in hand, joy, the fruit, joy, and the gift of encouragement usually go together. And it's like you give out so much, but you know, the best thing I can say is that the Lord fills you. So you give out, but the Lord is faithful to always come and fill you. So you may have a more intimate relationship with God and people are kind of like, oh man, but that's because of the, the gifting that he's given you. So mm-hmm. the Lord will always come back and fill you up as long as you take time to uh, talk to him and take time to seek him and know him. Um, I do want to say one other thing. I feel like the Lord is just encouraging with you, um, Aaron, and just saying to you is there's a couple paths that you can take, um, right now. And so I see like three paths laid out, um, before you, and there's one that the Lord doesn't want you to go on. Mm. And, um, there's two other ones that, are free and open, but there's one, the Lord's not wanting you to take that road. Hmm. It's the broad road. It's the wide road. So just know that when things come at you, there will be a broad road that a lot of people are on that road. A lot of viewers are on that road. A lot of listeners may be on that road. Um, but I feel like the Lord's saying, don't take that road. Hmm. So just if that makes sense to you, you can always DM me and I can maybe try to explain it a little bit more. I don't want to read too far into it. Um, just just what I believe the Lord's saying to you. So when you get an opportunity or whatever, of course, always pray about it. Be led by peace and know that sometimes what you have to say is not always really popular, hmm. but God will always bless you for speaking his word and speaking the truth and not always just going down what's kind of the popular road. Yeah. So God bless you, Aaron. Yeah. It's a good word. Good word. Uh, Kelsey, when, um, obviously people know how they can follow you. Most people are following you. Facebook. Yeah. Best way. Best way. That's where I'm most engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When are you going to start up a women's thing again? I know when Luke gets a little older, I miss my women's group so much. They were so, so awesome, Mm. but I usually did it at seven at night or eight at night. So it's just not going to work right now, but maybe when I have more of a set schedule, maybe when Luke is a little older, I'll start, I'll definitely let you know when I'm going to start that up again. Um, cause I do miss it cause the women were so awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when that gets back in the works and everyone here will know all the ladies will know. (laughs) Yep. I'll, I'll put it on my Facebook page when I'm going to start it again. Awesome. All right. Well, Kelsey, this was absolutely dynamite. I know people were super blessed as well. Uh, Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Love you guys. Thanks for Uh, staying on and listening this long. You guys are awesome. We've yeah. been on a long time. Thank you for yeah. taking time out of your day to and it's always fun learn to see, about like, Jesus. People, 
who I know are watching, but they don't always comment. And then when things like this happen, I'm like, I don't recognize that name. Awesome. Don't recognize that name. Don't recognize that name. It's always so fun. So um, be blessed, everybody. Tune in tomorrow. Again, reminder, tomorrow we are starting an hour and a half later than we normally do. So instead of 2 p.m. Pacific time, it is 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time to accommodate Mandy and Costin Woodhouse all the way over in Australia. So it's going to be really great. We're going to be talking about some awesome stuff. We, I talk with a lot of my guests outside of the show, and I'm always excited. You know, I'm like, this is going to be a great show. These are all your friends, Jeff. It's going to be awesome. I know all of them become my friends. Yeah, it's great. Um, So be blessed, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time with Mandy and Costin Woodhouse. Love you guys. Okay, bye. Woo! This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.